You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul. Just Paul. First name basis now. Just keeping it casual. That's good. I like that. Appreciate that. Yeah. We'll bring our guest on in just a minute, but first want to remind you that we're taking Buildertrend University on the road. We'll be hosting Buildertrend University in Dallas, Texas on October 3rd, 2019. Anyone is welcome to attend. It's a one-day conference for you and your team to learn more and optimize your usage of Buildertrend. You can sign up online at buildertrendu.com slash Dallas. Paul and I will be there and we hope to see you there too. Now we'll get started with today's guest. Today on our episode, we have a big celebration happening around the office because we hired our 500th employee, full-time employee. Pretty crazy. 500 people. Mm -hmm. And to talk about the history of how we went from one to 500, we've brought in a very special guest, VP of Sales, Josh Kaiser. Welcome, Josh. Pleasure to be here. There's no round of applause in the background or anything, is there? Tom could plug that in. We, yeah, we'll put that in. Thanks, we'll put Tom. that in post, as yeah. we say. Yeah. Industry term. <laughs> Just making my life easier. There you go. Yeah. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Hey, uh, you guys have a lot of people up there. I think that's part of the reason why you're on this is that your, your division is responsible for getting us to this number. Yeah, we do. I think uh, it's been crazy the last, well, really four years that... Uh, We've really scaled it, um, but yeah, I think close to 190 or so that Paul and I have really overseen in sales for the past four years. It's been a wild ride. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and Joshua is an integral part of the actual acceleration, uh, not only of the bodies, but our the way we think about sales and how we thought how to grow this thing. And, it, and essentially it boiled down to, and we'll get into it, but it boiled down to how do we get the word out? right in this industry that like we are doing x and we need to get in front of all the contractors possible um it's an industry that we've talked about a lot that you wouldn't maybe uh, apply normal marketing practices to it does take a lot of um for lack of a better better term like hand holding or like just a little bit more physical uh, connection with people and, it, and more importantly it just takes volume of uh, interactions which we found so we'll get into some of the numbers of how many calls we make and what that body of 190 people are, are able to do in a day, in a week, in a month. Here. Yeah. Let's first go back and look at how we got to 500 employees, though. So we on this show, let's we should, see. We let's do a quick to, recap. So Paul Wirth, employee number one. E1. As okay. As how many times has that been uh, brought up in the podcast? Oh, too I many. I don't think... I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Has it ever been said? Uh, I, I think it's been said a few times. Huh, don't remember. Yeah, that's Shock. weird. That's it's weird. Uh, so employee, we've got employee number one. Josh, you know, uh, I think I was, you know, somewhere between 50 and 60. I don't know the exact number. Okay. I was employee number 150. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but again, I don't know. This is what's weird with the 500th. We have more than 500 people working here, but this is our 500 full-time hire. So I don't know if my number is thrown off by that. You mean, my like, 150. You mean the, the set of great interns we have? We have got a lot of great interns. So that, that you're saying that it was pushed over the 500 mark, but this would be our 500th full-time, full-time employee. dedicated employee. So I don't know if my number, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if my 150 is inclusive of interns or not. You know, I, think it's, I don't think it's inclusive of interns. No. How long have you been here, Josh? I've been here, it was four years in August. Okay. And I just Fun celebrated fact, three years. My wife has been here longer than I have as right. an employee. And you are the only married couple here that Correct. work under the same roof. Correct. For the, today, time, for the, time, for the being. time being. Today. There's one on the way. That's That sounds like there's a bun in the oven there. Well, there's a new couple on the way. That's true. <laughs> there is kind of a bun <laughs> in the oven. Yeah, there you go. As yeah. far as builder trend goes. New builder trend couple. Yeah. yeah. 
hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that episode later, I guess. Well, hey, we'll give you a picture of the engaged couple. Oh, we'll there you go. On the show notes. Check out the show notes. So on the show notes, we'll show you our 500th employee, and then we'll also take a picture of uh, the engaged couple. Yeah. Teaser. It's good. Let's get back to it. Back to it. So let's reverse the clock. Paul, obviously, you've been around since the beginning. Josh came in four years ago. I came in three years ago. And so you can see even in that one year gap between you and I, there was some big growth. But now since three years ago to here, we've just pedaled to the metal mm-hmm. and just exploded. What what challenges, in your opinion, Josh, have we had to tackle in order to get through that growth period? Uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, I would say the first was just finding the people from a recruiting standpoint. Um uh, you know, we're, we have a lot of good colleges around that we've been able to poke from, but to grow at that level with that many people, uh, it took a huge effort from our recruiting team. Uh, I think this year alone, we're going to hire what close to 250, maybe 300 people this year alone. Um, yeah. So, uh, that was probably the biggest hurdle. And then I think, to, to piggyback on what Paul said earlier is just from us specifically in sales, um, you know, when I came on to help Paul oversee it, I think we had 13 employees in sales. Um, and today that's 190. So in just short, four short years, it's gone from 13 to 190. Uh, and I would say on top of finding the bodies was just the process stuff that Paul had talked about and us really understanding what our strategy is, how we're going to go to market. Um, how we're going to, you know, teach our employees, um, the right processes and structure to actually get that kind of growth in that amount of time. Yeah. So from, we started in 2006, October will be our 13th year. And from 2006 to call it 2015 or 14, uh, it was myself and four other original salespeople for build their trend. And it was really as, as many construction companies who are listening to this know, you know, from 2006, to 2009 was a pretty rough time for the industry and a different sale, really. It was even before we had um, iPhones or iPads. And so the reality of using a, what we could refer to back then as a web-based software was kind of far-fetched for most companies. Um, and so we were calling on a lot of people and getting a little response. And um, with the invention of not only the, the, the mobile phone, but also just the, the industry started to accept internet-based ways of doing, doing things, um, we started seeing a little bit more momentum, and then we really saw an opportunity. And so right before Josh got there, we hired at our initial like five to 10, what we'd say second uh, generation salespeople for Build Their Trading. And with the success and some of the fa- failure of those processes, Josh came in and, and really helped lead the strategy. Uh, we worked on it together, but a lot of it was his past histories of other companies, uh, the strategy and how to move forward. And really the goal was, like I said earlier, we got to get the word out about us. That's the only way for the industry to know that we exist and the benefits of Builder Trend. So that was our main focus. I really want to try to dive in for our listeners to make sure they know what hurdles are in front of them. Because again, I I think our target market for this podcast is somebody who wants to grow their business. We're obviously talking about employees and that's always a challenge to figure out how do you find the people? You kind of mentioned that. How do you set those processes in place to give them success? So can we try to dive in more specifically to like, what was that? What were the processes that you were facing at the beginning with trying to figure out adding these like second generation salespeople? Yeah, I mean, I think initially it was just making sure that we were putting our best foot forward as it relates to salesperson to salesperson on, 
you know, how we were talking about our solution. Uh, for instance, we do what's called demonstrations, which all our clients are aware of. they've gotten uh, demonstrations in the past. We probably called them a thousand times to get that demonstration. <laughs> um, but you know, there was real, uh, to keep it really basic to your question, Tom, there was, there was no strategy around how we even demoed the product back then. Uh, we had great salespeople. Uh, Paul was one of the originals, but they all kind of did it their own way. And I think that's, um, you know, to our clients, I think some of the, the struggles of, of just growing a team is making sure that you find the best way to do things uh, just through whether it's experience or, you know, past jobs or finding really good people that can find better ways of doing things. And that's really where the process is developed is through you find great people, um, you replicate what they do as much as you can, and then you find really good people to challenge those great people. And that's how the process kind of evolves. And so taking it back to the basics of where we started, it was just what's our message to the market on who Builder Trend is and the product that we have and how it can help them in their business moving forward and making sure that that was streamlined um, so that when we did start to scale, uh, there was defined things in place that you know, as a new employee, there's enough going on in your head on like, how am I going to bring value? I have a new job. I'm scared. How am I going to get into the mix? Um, we can alleviate a lot of that by just saying we know how to do the job uh, because we've had a lot of really good people that have done the job. And here's basically the blueprint that defines success. Um, and that's what's gotten us to this point is just utilizing our best people, uh, making sure that the message that we had to the market was one that was uh, succinct and the same across the board, uh, and then allowing the individual talents of our people to really shine. Yeah, I just want to add on to that because I think if you you know correlate this conversation, obviously 500 employees, like most of our clients, almost all of them don't have 500 or probably even 100. But I think you can correlate to how we grew with one of the most important things Josh said is that you have to have a process for a new employee to walk into. And because a lot of construction companies prior to build a trend and build a trend is usually their vehicle for process, which is great. You hire somebody and you just say, go figure it out, go follow Jim around for two weeks. And you expect that person to be really good or know that they're winning or losing, which is really hard for them. So I would say the, the biggest advice, whether in the next year you're going to hire one person, 10 people or 50 is make sure you define what their process is going to be when they come on board and define how they're going to win and lose. Cause then you're going to have a really good onboarding experience and have a much more success in keeping great people long-term. Yeah, it's good to like setting their expectation so that way also they can meet that and succeed, yeah. right? That's part of that process. Yeah, and, and build a trend for a lot of construction companies allows them to do that without looking like they don't know what they're doing. Because <laughs> sure. honestly, before build a trend, an employee might come in and go, so how do you guys schedule? Well, Bill does it this way, Jim does it this way, Mike does it that way, and they're just like, well, which way do you want me to do it? Sure. Right? Or where do I put a daily log? Or how do I go find a certain document? And, right. you know, if the construction company has seven different places to do those things, that probably doesn't show that company in the best light to a new employee. Yeah. Right? So it helps get that structure for them to help them succeed with their business. Yeah, you just point an employee to one place instead of seven. Yep. Yeah and, I think, yeah, and I think we all... Uh, we all want to hire superstars, right? But sure. they're really, really hard to find. Uh, and even superstars need help. And I think uh, knowing that not very many superstars exist out there, at least initially in their job, you really have to look at yourself in the mirror as a business to say, like, what are we going to help? And how are we going to help these people become that? Like, how do we take the below average employee and make them average? And how do we take the average and make them good? 
and how do we take the good and make them great? And that's through past experience of the business and really defining best practices around their role so that you give them the ability to free up and, and become great over time. Awesome. I love that. Tag, that This is going to be a new Josh Kaiser quote of even superheroes need help. Yeah. That's pretty good. Did, wow. you just come, did you just come up with that? I don't think I said superheroes, did I? But yeah, I, yeah. I see what you're alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess that's your quote now. So right. I, guess I, think I, said, I think I said superstars. <laughs> superstars, superheroes. I mean, they're it's all just because you love I don't, I don't, I don't I watch a the big Marvel super, movies, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Superstars, basketball players, superheroes, sci-fi. It's very, fantastic. Very on brand for both of you. That was good. Yeah, that was very true. Okay, so we're basically getting the knowledge of four years going from 13 to 190. When do you feel like we really hit our stride in that segment? Can you try to narrow that down for us? Well, I think um, I think we probably I felt like we hit our stride, um, and Paul's going to love this because this is going to boost his ego even more. But <laughs> I think you know pretty early on, um, you know Paul's big for us around our messaging. You know we have scripts for everything that we do, so our our BDRs that are cold calling out or our BDSs that are doing our meetings, uh, Paul's been the brains behind what we say, why we say it, uh, and so. I think initially for me, when I felt like we really hit our stride was um, when we decided to pull Paul off of him being a regional sales manager for us and actually doing meetings and uh, having him oversee the messaging, our go-to-market strategy, what are we going to say, why are we going to say it. He was the one that really built the brains behind all of those things that our sales team utilizes and, w and without that it's impossible to scale. So I think that goes back to what Paul was saying about just onboarding and what does that two weeks look like for a new employee? For us, it's every day, but uh, what do they need to be saying? Why do they need to be saying it that way? For some of our customers, you know, if it's a project manager, it's how are you communicating with the client in their house? What are the questions that we're asking? Why are we asking them? Uh, just some of those basics. I think for me, at least, that was pretty early on, but when we, when we rolled Paul out, uh, to oversee that. And that was just in the first, I think, two or three months initially. Mm -hmm. we, we realized pretty quick, like, we can't scale this without having basically a playbook. And, and Paul was the brains behind the playbook for us. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I shout out that, to Paul. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I think that more yeah, importantly. Yeah, because he needs that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more importantly, I think that we quickly realized that it was a two-person job. Uh, mm. the monster that was ahead of us. And I think also it probably took a good, tw once we defined the three main positions we had, which took a while to do, it probably took a good 12 months to understand what that position should do every day at its max output. And then I think once that was said, so you call it maybe 12 months after I stepped out, I think that's when we started rolling. Cause then we could hire confidently and be really confident in our processes, knowing that no matter who you put in there, if they're doing the right thing and they're managed and held accountable to that thing, they will be successful more times than they're not. Yeah. So I think well to define that. Yeah. Cause once you, you know, at that year mark, once you have everybody doing it the same way, the way that we knew was right. And that worked just through experiences of the people that we had hired, then it allowed us as a business to really understand, uh, what we call metrics or our KPIs. Right. And, how many calls are we making? And of those calls, how many are converting to a meeting? And of the ones that we set meetings on, what's our seat rate or how many of these contractors are actually showing up to the meetings? You know, and of those meetings, how many were closing? And we look at, you know, 30 or 35 of those metrics today. But back then it was once we had the process in place, 
and the work ethic in place in terms of what we knew the roles were capable of. Now we are actually able to look at the numbers behind the business and really formulate a game plan because we're getting max output and we feel really good about the process. It became really, really easy to scale because we knew what our metrics were going to be month in and month out. And as long as those numbers stayed somewhat consistent or hopefully grew, then we could continue to hire at that pace because we were seeing the return month after month. Nice. We had a great discussion with Art Subcheck on episode 18. So if you want to hear more about that sales discussion, you should check out that episode. That was definitely a plug. Yeah. Was it, was it good? Did we talk about our sales process in that? A little bit. Yeah. We yeah. talked about scripting in that. He's got a great sales voice. You he want, does. You so if, yeah. <laughs> if you just want to have a good listen to a podcast, that's a good one to listen to. If you want to hear good uh, audio, there it is. Yeah. So back to our 500th employee, I think the other reason why we brought you on, Josh, is honestly, the 500th employee is most likely going to be a salesperson, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how I get the nod. It's the only way I get a nod. Well, I mean, I don't know about that, but. Well, that's like 30% of our business though, too. Yeah. I mean, I think, so historically, as sales grew, then the rest of the departments needed to grow too, right? Yeah. So we have an amazing onboarding team and our customer success team, and they are probably as important as anybody in the building is. So, you know, we show people build their trend and then they have the task of implementing that, that, that system into an existing business which is we talked about when you hire new people, you might have some resistance to new processes. So they, they do an amazing job, but basically as, as we scaled sales, the CS team had to scale as well. And then in, the more clients we had, the more feedback we were getting, our development engineering, engineering team had to scale as well, right? We, no, new features, new functionality always needed to be coming out. On top of that, the supporting functions needed to scale. So when you hire 330 people over the last eight, 18 months, that takes a really big recruiting team. It takes marketing efforts to get the word out about, about your business locally, uh, and then a lot of other supporting functions too. So it was really the the the, the spear ahead of, of like growth across the company. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's relative to, to all of our customers, right? I mean, it's, it's obvious you can't grow without sales. Like it all starts with sales. And I think going back to, you know, Tom, what you asked earlier about like what was the tipping point or where did I feel like, you know, I think it was one taking Paul out of sales, but I think it was like myself and Paul realizing, and I think this is something that, you know, uh, a lot of our clients uh, probably can relate to. Like, listen, we all have egos and we all think we're the best at everything, but I think when Paul and I realized like, we need to get out of the way and find people that can do it better than us. Um, There's people out there that can sell better than we can, and uh, to kind of get out of the way and find people that can do that. Uh, I think is really, really important. And that's where I've seen just in my past experiences and being in construction for, gosh, it's almost 20 years now, which is scary, is just uh, that business owner that probably should hire that first sales rep because they typically are the sales rep. If you can find somebody that's better at the job that than you are and trust in that, and trust me, they're out there, um, then I think that's the catalyst that can lead to sustained growth is finding that one that's better than you and then realizing like, okay, I can scale this way. Like I can find people that can do the job not only as good as me, but better than me and can still be invested in and believe in the things that I believe in because I'm the owner of the business. Sure. That's great. Let's wrap up with this. Let's look to the future. Obviously celebrating 500 employees. That's a huge milestone. Josh, in your opinion, what does the, what's the next big step? What's the next big thing we're going to celebrate? Man. Maybe you can or can't say that. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it's any secret that we're, uh, we're as passionate as we've ever been about the business. Um, you know, I, I think if you talk to anybody in the building, we've had a lot, a lot of clients that have been here. Uh, we're ecstatic with our place in the market, but we're most we're more ecstatic about just the customers that we have, and um, they're the ones that allow us to do the things that we're able to do. And there's a lot more out there of them to help. The market's enormous. Uh, it's it, it's a late adopting market, right? There's still a lot of businesses that are on pen and paper or Excel or a lot of the things that our clients used to be on. Um, and so for us, you know, I would say the next big step is just growth. Um, it's been a crazy ride to get to this point, but, uh, there's a need in the industry. Um, and we feel like if we continue to do things the right way and can continue to find the right people, uh, that we're the, we're the company to fill that need. Awesome. Yeah. As one of our uh, original employees, Annie McCarville says, who's been on, he's been podcast, on the podcast, very podcast. Yeah. Sky's the limit, baby. <laughs> he did say that. It's facts. Good. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your insight into the business and just sharing your industry knowledge in general. We've enjoyed getting a chance to talk with you about all things people and builder trend. Yeah, it's great to just finally spend some time with you and, and just talk, just me and you. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Want to share a suggestion for a future guest? Have a question about Buildertrend that you'd like us to discuss or a topic that you'd want us to cover on the podcast? Let us know by calling and leaving us a message at 402 402- Five nine six six four three seven. That's four zero two five nine six six four three seven. And who knows? You'll maybe hear yourself on the podcast. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com/podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Building Code. Appreciate you.